Welcome to the Who Cares Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hedinger. Care matters. You feel better when you know somebody cares about you. And people feel better when they know you care about them. But there is so much more. Mastering caring skills equips you to engage with people around some very heavy subjects when they need care and help the most. And as people respond to you, you will be energized to realize that your care is making a difference. But most of all, when people of faith care effectively, the world is able to experience God's love and care. So we're here with stories and with leaders to talk about grief, trauma, addiction, mental illness, poverty, and more so that we can find the answer to the questions, how can we care better? What can we do to provide the best care? This week I talk about my favorite Christmas service, a blue Christmas service. It's a powerful service, a meaningful service, a deep and rich service, not negative, not morose, but but contemplative. And if ever there was a year we needed a blue Christmas service, it's this year. So I'm pleased to offer our version of it, and uh, I would love for you to listen to this interview. I think you'll find it informative and come away with resources that will strengthen your Christmas celebration. But before we talk about Blue Christmas, I just want to point out that this podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. For more real-life stories of care, useful resources, and important organizations that care for people, go to our website, bestcareministry.com. It's also a great opportunity for you to get connected with the care ministry world, and you can support us financially with a one-time or a recurring gift on the donate page of our website. Please consider supporting us. It will help us continue to produce podcasts and bring more resources to help you offer the best care and people to experience God's love. Now, let's listen to my thoughts on the Blue Christmas service. I've been doing a Blue Christmas service now for almost 10 years in one way or another. It has become my favorite Christmas service. It just seems to touch the deepest needs at the time of year when we're so emotional and when we're feeling things so intensely. And you know, another thing, it feels like every year gets more and more intense in our world situation. And our emotions are heavier. Uh, we, we have a, uh, a deeper sense of need. The happiness seems to be really challenged and regular problems seem to be heavy. And if you have a real personal crisis, it's almost overwhelming under the current mood and circumstance in our world. We're saddened by war. We're fearful of war. We are politically divided. Uh, We see terrorism and loss of life and it just is tragic. We have shootings, and, and that's the world situation. What's going on in our own lives is, is very dramatic, too. And so sometimes we come to the holidays, 
and we just don't feel like fa la 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 la. We want to celebrate. We don't want to give up, but we want a celebration that more fits our mood, that that gives us something special. And I think that's what the Blue Christmas Service does. If you've never heard of a Blue Christmas Service, uh, I'm glad to introduce this to you. The, the Blue Christmas Service is, I think, more connected to the first Christmas than most of our celebration services. We celebrate Christmas because we're glad Christ came. So it's more of a celebratory service with joyful songs, joy to the world, and hark the herald angels sing, and all these exciting ones. But when God left heaven to be the incarnate Christ, born in the dark manger, in the darkness of night, in a dark time of history, into very dark and difficult circumstances. It's called the humiliation of God. It's when he came down to be with us to meet our needs. And so the Blue Christmas service really starts with the point of our need. And it's people who are feeling their need, people who are feeling pain and 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 coming to a service. And, and usually the pain of the Blue Christmas service is the loss of a loved one. People who've lost a loved one in the last year or people who have had a tragedy uh, in the last year, a, uh, a loss of a marriage, perhaps the, the loss of a business, uh, a bankruptcy, or maybe they just are coming because they, they feel the, the, the heaviness of the world we're living in, and they just want to sit in a quieter service, a, a meaningful service, but more of a contemplative service. I want to give you a sample from the Blue Christmas service script. You can find this on our website. Go to bestcareministry.com. Go to the Use These Resources page. Scroll down a little bit, and you will find a description of the Blue Christmas service. You can click a button, and a PDF file will come up, and you can print it out, and it's a complete script. I must say, i, I got to tell you where this, where this comes from. The first Blue Christmas service I ever attended was at New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. The service was officiated and led by Russ Kane. And Russ uh, had a real knack for this kind of service, for preaching funerals, very gifted pastorally. And when I saw this, I knew it was something special. And a few years later, when I was a pastor of congregational care, at Mountain View Christian Church in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, I asked Russ for his service, and he sent it to me. So the 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 guts of this service come from what Russ sent me. I have personalized it and edited a little bit over the years, so I don't know how much it represents that uh, first version, but it does mean I've got to give it away because I freely received it from someone else. So if when you find this, you can use it, uh, it's, it's yours to use. And I hope you will use it and 
and your congregation, your ministry, and you will be blessed by it, and it will will help you in the difficult times. But but here's a sample from the introduction. This year has been overwhelming, and it continues to be. We find reasons to be happy, but the cloud of war, shootings, and severe traumas covers everything we do. It makes the bad things even more difficult, and the catastrophic events are completely unbearable. We search for some relief. We long for some help. Our Christmas celebration, often a time for joy and always an emotional holiday, causes us to pause. We quiet our souls and say, Jesus, can you help us? Will you help us? The Christ child was born into a world of darkness. The news was bad and the circumstances were hard. Lives were upset. Plans were interrupted by a child. How could he fix anything? How could a child bring hope and peace and joy and love to such overwhelming circumstances? They asked it then, and we continue to wonder, can the Christ child bring hope, peace, joy, and love to my darkness? You might be saying, my life has been impacted by circumstances that can't be changed. I will never be the same again. A piece of me is missing. Memories that I cannot forget and fears of an uncertain future constantly plague me. Our nation and the world has changed too. People in Israel and Maine can pray the same way. How can a baby Jesus be hope, peace, joy, and love to my overwhelming and dark circumstances. In a few minutes, we'll read four passages of scripture. They were given to the prophet Isaiah over 700 years before Jesus was born. Those people were hearing these prophecies of the coming Christ child, and they were in desperate circumstances. Trouble, hardship, and dangers threatened their very existence, and they also asked, how can this help us today? Yes, biblical prophecy is hard to understand. I've thought of simplifying the Blue Christmas message, but the reason I've stuck with these Isaiah portions of Scripture is We need more than words that attempt to calm us. We need a message that's bigger than our pain and our circumstances. We need a believable message that is both transcendent and personal. All who believe the message of the Christ child and receive it experience hope, peace, joy, and love. Biblical prophecy is three-dimensional. Here's an illustration to help us apply Old Testament prophecies and the historical account of the birth of the Christ to our lives today. When we look at the majestic Rocky Mountains from the Front Range, they are an inspiring one-dimensional panorama. But when we travel into the mountains, the mountains seem even bigger, detailed, and their magnificence is felt. Once in the mountains, some of the mountains are behind us, 
some are beside us, right around us, and at the same time, some are in front of us. Some tower above, and sometimes we're so high we're looking down on others. When we read biblical prophecy, we read what was at one time entirely in front of the people of Scripture. It was like they were looking from the front range. They were hearing it for the first time, viewing all of it in the future. But now, for us, we are deep into the story that has been prophesied, and much of it now is behind us. There are many current applications that are around us, and some of the prophecies we're still looking forward to. These Isaiah prophecies reveal that God saw and sees our broken world. He felt and feels the pain of the human existence and that he has a plan of redemption that he has been working from the beginning, is working today and working into our future. It is the ultimate of all plans. It stretches from the beginning of time in one direction and into eternity on the other direction. This grand plan repairs the broken parts of our world and redeems the fallen and broken condition of creation. But this also is a personal plan that brings hope, joy, peace, and love to every person who receives it. God became a vulnerable human, Emmanuel, God with us. He came to suffer as we do, and even worse than we do. Also, by his spirit, he is personal and present with each of us. He knows you by name. He cares about your pain and your needs. He will address you, your needs, and your pain in his plan to make all things right. And when we put our trust in God as a good, loving, and knowing God, we experience his presence in our current darkness. And then we experience hope, peace, love, and joy. It is his plan for the world, and it is also his plan for you and your loved ones. His presence guided the Israelites through their Old Testament circumstances as they looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. And his presence will bring light into our darkness as we see prophecies that have been fulfilled in the historic birth of Jesus. And his presence will guide us to what is yet to be done giving us hope, love, peace, and joy. Today he is working, and he is close to us. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those that are crushed in spirit. King David tells us that in the 34th Psalm. There he also says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. That's a sample of the introduction to the Blue Christmas service. And it shows how the Old Testament scriptures are used to help us celebrate in a contemplative way. And then during the service, there are scripture readings from Isaiah, four different prophecies. There are prayers with each of them. And I suggest that during each of the four sections, you light the unity or the not the unity candle. This isn't a wedding. You um, you light the 
the advent wreath, the candles on the advent wreath, and, and have a person share who they're remembering this Christmas, what they're going through in, in just a minute or two, and then they can read the, the readings in the scripture and even the prayer, or they can pray it extemporaneously if they're comfortable doing that, uh, for each of the four subjects of love, joy, peace, and hope. Of course, you are welcome to edit the service any way you want, but when you receive the script, it's a complete script. You could just read through the whole thing, and hopefully this will help you have a great place to start that'll make it easier for you to put together a Blue Christmas service. Here's a few other suggestions I would make uh, to, to help you offer a Blue Christmas service to your ministry and to your community. Invite the whole community. Try to get a handful of churches to meet together. Usually a Blue Christmas service is attended by a small crowd. It's not one of the great big services where everybody brings their kids and the little kids sing up front and wave at their parents in the audience and sing away in a manger and different things like that. I do love those services too. Uh, It's not a service like that. It's not the service with uh, the the worship team uh, really singing rousing versions of Hark the Herald Angels Sing in Contemporary Way or Mary Did You Know or any of those songs. Uh, So a lot of times there's only 20, 30, 40, 50 people there. And if your church does not have enough to hold a service just for you. If you have a couple of families from your church and a couple of families from a church down the street and a couple more families, uh, all at once you have enough to make a nice, a very nice, intimate, small service. Then I would also encourage you to invite the community. Go to nursing homes in the area. They may be looking for something like this. It's probable that they have lost some families this year, and they might even help sponsor the service so that uh, their families uh, who are grieving this year can, can attend your service. Go to funeral homes in the community. We, we know that their whole world is grief and loss, and they will be good to, uh, to back you and support you and, and to send and refer people. By the time you're done, you may have a nice, nice sized crowd. You might even want to do it online. One year during COVID, when we could not do it in person, we only had an online, not live streaming, but only had an online. And our attendance tripled. We had people come to the service that that wouldn't come to a uh, a live service because they were that. They were not comfortable grieving in, in public, but they were comfortable grieving at home, sitting in their living rooms, watching a service and, and thinking about their, the loved ones they lost and thinking about the, the biblical prophecies and praying for the hope that would come through the coming of the Christ child. So inviting the community by gathering churches together, nursing homes, funeral homes, maybe doing it online is a great way to build uh, enough of a group to do it in 
in your ministry and for your ministry to offer that to the community. And then one other thing I would mention, this is a very emotional service. When I have led these services, I just leave it all on the field, as they say, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even physically. I'm exhausted. I'm depleted at the end of it because while I celebrate the prophecies, I'm walking alongside people who are suffering. I, I don't want to push them to go in, into a difficult direction where they may not want to go, but I realize I'm leading them to the place of their deepest pain, and when they express it, that's where God's going to touch them. And so I'm feeling this real weight of the service. I'm feeling that this is so important and so meaningful. And I can tell by the look in the people's eyes and the way they're reacting to me that it's all serious. Nobody comes to a blue Christmas service in a lighthearted or trivial way. Nobody's distracted. Uh, they are so intensely engaged. It's, it's beautiful, but it also takes everything out of the leader. So if you feel that way, Make sure you are prayed up going into it and have a little time to rest and recover afterwards because it is a very emotional and very intense service. I've had people tell me after this service when I've wondered how it's been received, this is exactly what I needed. When people come heavy hearted, they, they don't know what to, to expect and they feel so relieved and and they have honored their loved one and they they celebrated in a way that it touched the deepest part of their soul and the one person said it was just what i needed actually i've heard that many times but another one i heard and this one surprised me uh, a woman came to the service. She was not in our church. She was a fellow school teacher from somebody in our church, and she had lost a loved one that year. And she came to the service, and she sat, and she said, I could have just sat there all night. The, the peace of the service that touched her soul and the hope of the service brought her such comfort that she could have just stayed there. One of my best friends and a person who's been on the podcast several times came to the Blue Christmas service the very first year after the, just a few months, within the first year, I meant to say, of his son's death. And when he came to the service, this was where he started to have some healing and was able to put one foot in front of the other as he headed into the next year. So I really commend a Blue Christmas service to you. I hope this podcast gives you an idea of what it is and points you to where you can get a script of a Blue Christmas service in your hand. And if you would like to discuss this, if you have questions, uh, you can send me an email. And it's a dan at bestcareministry.com. And I will try to get to the emails quickly. Uh, if I don't, send me another one, but I'll, I'll do my best. 
But I do hope you have a wonderful, full and rich holiday season. I, I hope you do have a lot of fun and I hope there's some uh, upbeat and really happy times of celebrating. But I know there's a lot of pain in the world and I hope this will help you address that so that people will experience the Christ of Christmas and the comfort that he brings. I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about a service that is very special to me. So thanks so much for being here today. And again, if I can help you, uh, reach out to me personally or uh, go to the blog. We've got a whole section of suggestions and ideas. Go to the blog at bestcareministry.com. Go to the categories for Blue Christmas or special events and holidays, and and you'll find a, a number of different ideas there. You can enter the conversation, or you can just send me an email at dan at bestcareministry.com. Thanks again for listening. And there's some other people I need to thank as well for making this podcast possible. Zach Carter performed the opening music. Jim Hedinger performed the closing music. And Andrew Hedinger edited this podcast and published it, and I appreciate that. This podcast is brought to you by Best Care Ministry. Please help us grow this podcast. Help us grow this ministry uh, by subscribing, by sharing, by rating this podcast, and tell colleagues, family, and friends about it, and it will uh, help us reach more people and help more people feel God's love. Strengthen the church. Help us be the church we're supposed to be, ministering to a world in pain. Visit our website, bestcareministry.com. A lot more there about care ministry and real-life stories, resources, and organizations that provide specialized care. Best Care Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. Please consider making a donation so we can reach more people, offer more resources, and help people thrive in their care ministry so that people feel God's love. Thanks for listening. Now we have something special for you. Two minutes of calming, contemplative music by Jim Hedinger. Be still, be quiet, and listen to this music and see what you hear. Mm -hmm.